purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girl, welcome back for another episode of Christian Girls Pop. This week, we have a bonus episode. I wanted to introduce it a little bit before you listen to it, just so you wouldn't be thrown off as you hear other women. I did a collaboration with three of my amazing, phenomenal sisters in Christ, and we came together to talk about fear, our voice, and our transformation, and how those three played a part. I'm really excited for you to join in and listen. Their names and their social media will be listed in the audio that you hear. So feel free to go follow them, check them out, and expand your resources as you grow in God. So here it is, Truth and Transparency. Truth in Transparency, a collaboration. In this podcast, which will stream on Being Eve with Casey Alexis, Christian Girls Pop with Stephanie Bright, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell, and Our Given Purpose with Tori Slaughter. Four women present how they were delivered from some form of emotional bondage. These testimonies are open, honest, and as always, transparent. As they speak, we as listeners can reflect on the ways God has delivered us from mediocrity. We challenge all of you to become bold in your assignments and do the work that makes you uncomfortable. Grab your notebooks, your friends, and let's prepare for a journey into the lives of four women living in different areas of the United States. This podcast does not have to follow the law of time zones. It is on demand and available for you to consume as your appetite allows. One topic, four observations, one united purpose. This is Truth in Transparency, a collaboration podcast, episode two. Hey there, I am Casey Alexis, the host of the ladies only podcast entitled Being Eve, where the mission is to inspire, empower and encourage us ladies to live a life that goes way beyond just surviving because we were designed to thrive. Now, I haven't always been this way. My voice hasn't always been a point of strength. You see, I have been through some things and through those things, a sister lost her voice And it wasn't until God allowed everything around me to crumble to the point where I needed that voice to cry out for help. What kept me silent for many years was just the trials and tribulations of life. Sometimes the very things that we go through can knock the voice box right out of us. We get to a point where we don't believe anyone cares. So what difference does it make? Or worse yet, our voice doesn't matter because no one listens anyway, right? And lastly, our voice doesn't deserve to be heard. So why say anything? Why why talk? Why speak up, right? Well, if you can relate to any of those things, raise your hand. Well, if you can, you have found a friend in me. Because at one time or another, on my very own journey, I have felt the exact same way. 
the funny thing is now my voice is being used all around the world to encourage uplift and empower others so how did i get here well it's like i stated before god allowed everything around me to collapse every false ideology that i built up about myself the idols i created of my husband and my children religious strongholds and everything i used as an excuse to hide behind was torn all the way down my identifiers were all stripped bare I didn't know who I was and I needed help. You see, all those false identifiers were built up against the woman God created me to be. I hid behind all those things because Casey didn't want to wear her big girl pants and grow up. I was still hiding behind the very things that were meant to kill me, the very things aimed at stealing my family, and the very things that were aimed at destroying the woman God called me to be. I was afraid to heal y'all. So when I finally mustered the voice for a small whisper of help, because I couldn't take it anymore, my eyes were open to the hand of God that has always been there. Those hands were outstretched to me and pulled me out of my pigsty and welcomed me back home. He pulled me up and sent reinforcements to help me begin the cleaning process. You see, I had to clean up the mess I had been hiding under for 35 years. The work is still not done though, but amazingly, through the process, I began to see me for the very first time the way God saw me. I began to learn what I was designed for. And as I learned more, my voice got louder and louder and louder. And now, here I am. After near death through calamity, chaos, and confusion, the Lord rebuilt my entire life and restored me to the woman he fearfully and faithfully designed. I saw the greatest transformation of my life happen in that two-year time frame. And although there is more to be done, I am so excited to see more of me through his eyes. So I encourage you today with all that is going on in this world, whatever may be breaking all around you, whatever circumstance or situation aimed at trying to kill, steal, and destroy you, I am a living, breathing, thriving testimony that you will live and not die. You will make it through this and you will be stronger, wiser, and better because of it. When God allows trouble in our lives, it's never to put an end to what he has created, but to create a new beginning. Jesus said in the book of Revelations, which is the last book of the Bible, that he makes all things new. Think about it. The very end of his written word, he uses as an opportunity to tell us he will do a new thing. So call on him and don't be afraid to cry out for help. Jesus, emergency, send reinforcements. <laughs> I need you. I thought I could do it all on my own. I was full of pride, fear, and doubt. Help me. I can't do this thing on my own. Forgive me for my wrongs and by your grace, help me get back right with you, Lord. After you confess this with your mouth and believe it in your heart, Embrace your transformation period 
to dying to what was old and becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus. And know this, the person you will become will be greater than the person you once were. Glory be to God. I look forward to seeing it. Hello, I am Tori Slaughter, CEO and founder of Our Given Purpose, a business and ministry dedicated to helping you identify the barriers in your life that are blocking your purpose. I haven't always thought my voice as a point of strength. My story is most likely similar to yours, or at least there may be some parts that resonate with you. I am a wife of 21 years and mother to our two sons. Allow me to introduce the emotion formerly known as rage. (laughs) You see, my anger was multifaceted. Yes, honey, I could smile and be just as kind-ish, laugh and kiki with the best of them, but I was a plotting somebody. While I laughed, my mind was calculating and thinking of ways to get you back when you least expected it. Anger truly was my homie and he served me well in my teen years. Insert all the emo characters from the 1980s films here. Yeah. I put up so many walls, created so many barriers, that no one really knew me, the real me. I thought I knew myself, but that was just an assumption. Yes, I made a beep out of myself on a regular basis. I won't get started on the arrogance, woo child. Anger kept me silent. Here's the thing. It took a whole lot of energy to be mad, to be in a constant foul mood. I had to remember not to smile, not to laugh, not to show any emotion. It was exhausting. And then it happened, my breaking point. I wanted to give up and just die. With a knife in one hand and a bottle of Pinot Noir in the other. Yes, I was suicidal and bougie. I seriously contemplated taking my own life. And again, that required lots of energy, effort, and timing. After all, I was a wife and mother at that point, And I didn't feel as though I was doing enough. The enemy was always reminding me of my failures. But God showed up at just the right time, whispering to me all the good I could do if I followed him. All the lives that could be impacted if I followed him. The peace I would receive if I followed him. The joy, love, grace, and mercy I would have if I followed him. I felt an overwhelming sense of forgiveness in that moment. I was attempting to destroy the gift I had been given, and yet Christ, he understood what I was feeling. He knew the torment my mind was in and the lies I believed to be true. And he told me that if I would trust him, he would help me grow my faith. God wanted me. He loved me. He cherished me. And that feeling is indescribable. 
I felt such a sense of belonging and urgency to do God's will that in those first few days, all I could do was cry. I became the biggest baby ever. I had gotten my life back because I had given my life to Christ. I was transformed and renewed simply because I accepted what God said to me. I believed. Even when the negative thoughts creeped back in, I stood firm. I was important and useful to God in the body of Christ, and there was work to do. I had a purpose. My eyes were wide open, as was my heart for God. I listened differently. I walked differently. I talked differently. Did I mention I listened differently? (laughs) Yeah, that was the pivotal moment when I knew my life had changed for the best. There was light, a glorious, beautiful light shining down on the chaos I had succumbed to. I was ready for radical change. Once that light has been turned on, everything is visible. There are two approaches. One, to ignore and live within the confines of the bondage. Or two, break free and start anew, asking God to help you reconfigure your life, your schedule, your relationships, to turn everything over to Him and ask for His help. I literally said to God, Do your will. What can I or should I do to help myself out of the circumstances I am in? I am nothing without you. I give my whole life over to you. I made a complete and utter mess of the gift you have given me. I am so sorry. Please forgive my rebellious, angry attitude and let me be real. Thanks be to God for Him revealing my true identity in Him and what my role within the body of Christ would be. Through Him, I found my voice, the authentic, raw, stripped-down, honest-to-goodness me infused with Him. I could be me while being a godly servant. I could be me while I talked. I could be me while I walked. I could be me while I learned. I could be me while I testified to his great grace and mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't experienced this type of transformation, I pray you will. You will have those who are called to your unique delivery of your story, and it will impact them in a positive way. But first, we need to receive it, write it, and then tell it. What's your story? What's your truth? Be transparent before God so you can live a life without bondage and chains. God wants us to be free in Him. He is the joy and the strength of our lives. Hi, hello, my name is Stephanie Bright. I am the founder of Christian Girls Pop. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about fear, faith, and transformation. For starters, Christian Girls Pop is a women's ministry dedicated to helping women walk in their God-given purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. That's where the pop comes from. 
purpose, obedience, prayer. A little bit of background on me to see how this all played a part together. I grew up in church, but I did not decide to fully surrender my life to Christ until August of 2013, after basically just full on running from God and from what he had for me. In August, I decided to surrender my life back to Christ, and that's when I decided to take my faith seriously and grow my relationship with God. I went to college in fall of 2014, and that's where my true journey began. I got involved with a women's Bible study during my freshman year. The leader of the Bible study approached me in spring of 2015 and suggested that I began to host my own Bible studies. I was like, what? Me? I don't know about that. But I prayed on it, I thought about it, and I decided that it was right for me. So I began to host Bible studies in fall of 2015 and I hosted them for the next three years until I graduated. And even then I hosted Bible studies after I graduated. I would still come back up to the college and host them. Throughout those years, there was a lot of faith that had to happen. Someone being my women's Bible study leader encouraged me to step out on faith, but I still had to take it upon myself and take it into action. After I hosted Bible studies for three years, someone else encouraged me to begin podcasting. In order for me to have a podcast, I needed a name for the Bible study. Those three years, the Bible study never had an actual name. It was just, hey, I want to come talk to y'all about Jesus. Come meet me in my apartment. And, that was, and that's what we did for three years. But as things progressed and evolved, I had to come up with a name. And that name led to me coming up with an online group. And that group has evolved within itself. And now we are on different social media platforms, hosting events, podcasting. We have a website. There's so much that has happened. And it's all one because of God, but two because of faith. Faith and fear can almost combat each other if we let it, and that's what I wanted to talk about, is how I saw transformation in my life as I stepped out on faith rather than fear. I witnessed the most transformation in my life once I got serious with my walk with God. Anytime I stepped out on faith after that, I saw so many more doors open. I would step out on faith and another door would open. And then I would keep stepping out on faith and another door would open. And that has been the continual process of my life since 2013. God just continues to take me to new levels. And it's not anything I'm necessarily doing besides being obedient and stepping out on faith when God asked me to. So we always hear this term, stepping out on faith. I want to be the first to tell you that stepping out on faith is not easy at all. It's probably one of the hardest things you will do, but it will also guaranteed be one of the most beneficial things you do. It wasn't easy for me to step out. No one around me was doing it. No one around me was starting Bible studies, yet I decided to trust God once he's told me to. And I too, just like anyone else, dealt with the same feelings that maybe you deal with as far as thinking, what will people think about me? As I started Christian Girls Pop, the Lord led me to invite all of my friends that were females on Facebook. Granted, this is the same Facebook I've had since high school when I was still ratchet, when there were still rumors spread about me, when there was still my business spread in these high school streets out here. All these people that I've known since before I gave my life to Christ, God wanted me to invite them to this Christian group and I was terrified. I'm telling you, I sat there for a good two hours just staring at my computer like, you really want me to do this? Are you serious? 
And as I was doing it, as I invited one by one, I was shaking. I was literally shaking, but I stepped out on faith anyway. So I just want to share that little story with you to encourage you that it's not always going to be easy. There may not be many people around you doing what God is asking you to do. That's why he's asking you to do it because somebody needs to get it done. There's going to be those thoughts of what will people think? What will people react? Honestly, let me tell you, we love asking ourselves what others will think. Half the time, once we step out on faith, the people that you are so worried about don't even care or those are the people that bless you the most. You may not always know what the next step is. Honestly, most times you don't. That's why it's called faith because you're acting upon something that you haven't yet seen come to fruition. Still do it. I want to encourage you that as you step out on faith, God will bless. And he will also ask you to step out on faith again. You will continue to step out on faith until God calls you home. And every time you do, it will be worth it. I'm telling you, at least several times a week, God calls me to do something. I'm like, are you serious? Like, God, come on. Like, are you serious? But literally right before I recorded this podcast, God put it on my heart to do something. And I sat there for a little bit like, um, okay. (laughs) Question mark, question mark. Okay, if you say so. But the cool thing about faith is the more you do it, the more confidence you build in God. And sometimes as the Lord continues to take you to new levels, you will see that it's still hard, but still do it. Those are the three words that I want you to take from this podcast. Still do it. Kind of like Nike, how they say, just do it. I want you to still do it. You will have fear. If you're not scared of what you're doing, you might not have enough reverence toward it or you might not be taking it seriously if you're not scared about it, but still do it. No one else around you may be doing it or taking a step for God or stepping out on faith. Still do it. You may not know what's next, but if God called you to it, still do it. I encourage you to stomp out fear, step in faith, and still do it do it. God bless you. What is up, friends? This is Ashley Campbell, CEO of Daily Encouragement, as well as founder of Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell, the podcast. The purpose of Daily Encouragement, you guys, is to help people find Jesus in the context of their life by influencing people's relationship with truth in the context of their life. You guys, Jesus said the truth will set us free, but we've got to understand how we interpret truth in our life, how that's impacting us, and then asking the Lord to reestablish a new reality to that so we can be transformed, you guys. So that is the mission of Daily Encouragement. Now, I wasn't always this confident as a person. I hadn't always thought that my voice could be any type of value to other people. When I was growing up, my worth came from what I gave to others. I would sit down, I would talk to my parents because, you know, as I've shared with you guys before on this podcast, that there was a lot of chaos when I was growing up, alcoholism, physical abuse, domestic violence, homelessness, you know, all these things consistently. And when you're a young kid, all you're looking for is peace when you're growing up. Well, my parents weren't taking full responsibility for their life. And as a result, us as children had suffered. And in, a, and in a way for me to be able to, you know, kind of recalibrate that or get some peace or get some get some stability back in, 
I would grab my dad's hand, sit him down, and talk to him about what was going on and trying to understand what was happening. And that was when they paid attention to me. You know, that's when they would listen to me. That's when they would actually feel, you know, that's when I would feel like I was adding value and, and I was, you know, worthy of having a relationship with is by what I would do because that's when they responded is when I would initiate a conversation, when I would ask the questions, when I was investing. And so I learned growing up that that's what gave me my value is what I invested into other people. And so I developed this whole dynamic where it was very one-sided. I was consistently giving and finding my worth in what I gave and I was never paying attention to you know, what was being poured back into my life. I never even learned to discern if people were manipulating me or stealing, killing, and destroying because I was just, my worth is in what I do and what I give. And so I did that a majority of my, my whole life, even in my Christian life. And so that's how I found my worth. There was a point where I had to realize how that was impacting me. By me just giving to people and finding my value in what I gave, I started to realize that I was feeling burdened and stressed, condemned, um, burned out as a Christian. I was struggling. I didn't want to give anymore. I felt like I had nothing else to give, but then I was stuck because it was like, well, that's how I got my value. And if I don't give, then I'm worthless. And so that really, really stunted my perception of my purpose as well as my relationship with the Lord. Because for, you know, there was a time where I thought all these good things I was doing adding value to people's lives and all this kind of stuff, that that's what God wanted of me. And then I was feeling the effects of it, but I didn't give it up because it was all in obedience to God. I had to, like I said, you guys, I acknowledged the burden that I was underneath, the, the stress of it. And I had to ask God, you know, help me, Lord, to reestablish. How did I get here? What have I been believing and thinking that is causing me to feel this way? You know, and so I started to go through a process of, you know, establishing, you know, the truth in the context of my life. For, number one, by acknowledging how I was feeling. As I said, I was burned. I was stressed. I was overwhelmed as a Christian. I was burned out. You know, I had to acknowledge that before the throne. Um, I had to ask the Lord, OK, how did I get here? How did I develop this thinking in my life? Then I realized the Lord started bringing memories in my mind of things that I had faced when I was a child the different ways that I kind of interpreted things. And it really began to shed some light on the behaviors and the things that I was stuck in. And it gave me some understanding and a reference point for me to, um, you know, move forward. And, and it really began to seek change and, and new, new growth in my life. And so as I began to establish this truth in my life to really where I was at, I started telling the Lord what I wanted. I said, Lord, I want to be free. I want to live out what you have for me, Lord. I was reading that scripture, um, you know, about the talents. And I said, God, you have put talent and value and all these things inside of us. Like what, what the heck have you given to me? What have you put inside of me that I can invest to give to other people? Because I didn't want to be that servant that was hiding in fear of their master, you know? And I was like, Lord, I should not be afraid of you. You've given me worth, right? Why would you be afraid of somebody that's given you worth? But I digress. So I was like, you know what, Lord, help me to reestablish what I see about you and what I see about myself. And what have you given to me that I can use to influence your kingdom? And my, the only thing I heard in my head was an encourager. And I was like, wow, okay. And I've always known that. I've always wanted to encourage people. I've always wanted to build people up and give them a new perspective 
because I realized over time, you know, I was always talking to people about the issues they were having in life. You know, and obviously, as you guys can see, I started very, very young. But I've always believed that there was a solution to every single problem. I've always had this hopeful mentality that, you know what, we don't have to live in these negative cycles. God produces good outcomes. God is a good God. There has to be a way to go about living life where we can, you know, experience the fruit of the spirit, where we can have progress, where we can have purpose, where we can prosper. We can grow and mature and develop as people. We don't have to be defined by these experiences that we've had and the things that we thought they meant. And maybe it meant that to you in a certain way for like survival. You know, like for me, the whole reason I was talking to my parents is because I was just looking for peace, you know? But I, I, as a kid, you don't have this rational mind. You know, you're not logically thinking about things. You're just doing things because you're trying to, you know, overcome certain feelings and emotions. And so, you know, as I realized the way I used to get my value, how it was impacting my life and then asking the Lord for a different way. He brought this new pathway into my life where I had took myself on a journey of finding a new identity, establishing new, a new value in my life based upon his grace and um, based upon looking at my life from a different perspective. You guys, if you feel like you, you got to keep quiet or you don't know your value, you know, You can establish that truth before the throne. You can say, Lord, this is true. This is how I feel. You guys can't deny how you feel. But then you also have to understand that there's another truth about God that you have yet to experience because God's truth is the ultimate reality. And if he says that we can have life and have it abundantly, we got to be willing to challenge any type of perspective that would go against that. And so we have to be willing to look at how we're processing life, how we're looking at things, and then allowing God to take those meanings, to take those those conclusions that we've drawn about ourselves that are stealing, killing, and destroying, and allowing Him to help us revamp that in our minds, give it new words, give it another angle so we can get free from the prisons that we can put ourselves in, you guys. So I hope you guys found some great value in this today and uh, begin to take the steps. Recognize where you're at but then where you want to be and ask the Lord to show show you the barriers that are in between those two things so you can raise your voice and you can influence the kingdom of heaven in the only way that you can, you guys.